What's up, everybody? This is Full Draw Friday, episode number 32, coming at you on a Wednesday. Since we missed last week, so we're going to put this one in today, and then we'll have another one on Friday. If you got the Monday episode, then you know that's kind of what I was planning on doing. So anyway, today we're going to talk about an article in North American Whitetail's Full Draw issue from John Kirby. It's called Follow the Betting, and it's going to be all about where bucks bet at different times of the year. I thought it'd be good to kind of break it up into two parts. I'm going to cover the spring and summer portion of this article and the early fall on Friday. That's what I'll talk about on Friday's episode. So uh, we'll get into where they're betting at right now uh, today, and then we'll get to where they like to bed when our season rolls around in Illinois and a lot of places in the early fall, uh, late September to early October range. Uh, We'll cover that on Friday. So we'll get into that on episode 32. As always, I'm going to skip around a little bit throughout the article. So I always recommend everybody go check out the full article, North American Whitetail. You can get a subscription, I believe, online, or you can get the actual uh, paper copy, which is what I like to use. Uh, I don't know. There's something about being able to actually read it. That I like, and I can go through and highlight stuff for the podcast, too, so it works out. But either way you like to do it, I always recommend go read the full article because there's going to be stuff that I miss, uh, and I jump around just kind of hitting some bullet points. So he starts the article by saying, Hunters get absolute satisfaction when they uncover a giant buck bed. For some, their sole strategy is to locate the bedding when hunting a mature buck. Another subsection of hunters focus on catching a buck at a destination food source and put less thought into where their target buck is bedding. Others fall somewhere between the two. Like everything in hunting, regardless of your strategy for utilizing buck bedding, many variables exist. Your hunting location is a massive consideration in how you hunt. No matter your style, understanding where bucks bed, why they're bedding in a specific spot, and anticipating how those factors influence the hunt can give us a huge advantage. It pays to know where the big bucks hang their hats outside of this hunting season too. So that's where we're going to start today. Um, I kind of like where they like to bed outside of the season. And I know we've talked about this before on previous episodes, on regular episodes, and we actually got into quite a bit of it with Austin Stone from Tactical Approach Outdoors the last time he was on. Um, and before I forget, he's got a whitetail uh, class coming up on July 29th in Missouri. So you guys can go to his Facebook page and check that out, uh, Tactical Approach Outdoors. I know they're going to do – it's going to kind of be an event. They're going to have some vendors up there, and then he's going to do – uh, whitetail workshop at the end of it as well so that'll be cool guys go check that out but back to the article here and the topic at hand we talked with him a lot about betting the last episode he was on uh, and where you can use summer betting and that kind of stuff as, as a po or when it comes to hunting the actual season when it rolls around so we're going to get in some of the same stuff but it's always good i think to go over reiterate and get different guys uh different points of view on it as well so uh spring and summer betting It's mid-May as I write this, and spring has sprung across most of the Midwest down through the south. Fawns will begin taking their first steps soon, and for the first time in many months, forest foragers are finding that food is becoming abundantly available. So obviously he was writing this a few months ago, but still, we go on. With turkey seasons ending in these same regions, whitetails are settling firmly into their summer patterns, mostly void of human intrusion. 
So obviously that's a big one when it comes to where they're going to be bedding in the summer. They don't have to worry about hunting pressure. So it's going to be different already from where they bed in the fall. He continues, food is plentiful from April through August, but the preferred food sources will change during this time. Buck bedding will depend on calories available and burned, and dominant bucks routinely seek out the best bedding areas. During spring and summer, when hunting pressure and human encroachment are low or non-existent, again, bucks are usually in the most comfortable areas closest to their preferred food source. Much of a deer's water intake this time of year comes from lush browse. However, streams and creeks nestled below a thick canopy of leaves that provide reprieve from the heat can attract a mature buck to bed. In hill country, a point or crest overlooking a ridge can provide just enough airflow to make blazing temperatures tolerable. So those are a couple things right there that you're going to be looking for when you're looking for, if you're looking for buck bedding in the summer. And that is areas where there's good airflow and good canopy. This is why we talk a lot of times about uh, when it comes to property management and what you want to do with your timber. If you've got big open timber with a lot of canopy but not much uh, understory and not a lot of browse, then you're not really you don't really have an ideal location for the fall. However, when it comes to spring and summer bedding, that's where those deer are going to want to hang out, where there is available browse because there's going to be some in the spring and summer. Um, whereas in the fall there may not be anything left, even with uh, very little understory. They're going to bed in those places that have the high canopy, uh, overgrown canopy with little sunlight hitting the ground, so they'll be in the shade. Uh, it's open, so the wind moves through. Again, like he talked about uh, in hill country, if you're on those crests or a point where overlooking a ridge where that wind can come up, and again, it's just about getting out of the temperatures uh, and not being completely miserable. That's where those bucks are going to want to be. He goes on, If desirable food is close to any of the above-mentioned locations, it's an excellent bet that a mature buck will bed there. So that's the other, kind of the other point there, is if there's food close to either of those places, then you're probably going to find a bed somewhere around in there. If not, then maybe there's no bucks staying in there. Or you're just maybe off a little bit. But if you can find those three things, um, it's just like any other time of year. Food, cover, water is what the deer need. Uh, the one that actually two of them are kind of different from spring, summer into fall and even late winter is the food and the cover. So they need a different type of cover, which is what he just talked about. And they have different types of food sources uh, that they can choose from in the summertime versus the fall. Obviously, they're more abundant, so they don't have to go as far when looking for that. Uh, but he goes on. Even old cagey whitetails spend daylight hours bedded very close to their favorite sustenance. Feeling little pressure, deer find no need to bury themselves in the deepest security cover to stay hidden because our nation's more than 8 million deer hunters are pursuing other endeavors this time of year. So there you go. They're not only, not only is it they don't need the deep cover uh, because they're trying to stay cool uh, and, and get away from where there's no little air movement uh, in that real thick stuff, they also don't have to hide from hunters. So that goes into it as well again. As summer progresses, food remains abundant and even smart old bucks become predictable as they often repeat nearly the same pattern daily. This pattern, commonly called the summer feeding pattern, is crucial to the entire herd as they need to nurse fawns, grow antlers, and build their fat reserves to survive the whole cycle all over again. The availability of quality food and reduced pressure creates ease among the herd. So they're pretty relaxed this time of year. And not only that, the bucks' testosterone levels aren't high, so they're hanging out with other bucks and they don't really care. You know, they get along, they tolerate each other, they feed in the same places. 
they'll bed relatively close to each other. It's not like in the fall where they're trying to out, or they're literally trying to kill each other, uh, fighting over does to pass along their genes. Um, this time of year, testosterone is very low, and you know they'll tolerate each other uh, up to the fall. Those same bucks that daylight with regularity through July, August, and even September are definitely on the verge of a pattern shift. Some will soon disappear while others stick around. But either way, the winds of change are stirring. In some states, including my home state of Kentucky, the archery season opens in time to hunt during this delicate period. So that's where this comes into play. I'll be thinking, well, why do I really care about spring and summer bedding if that's not where they're going to be in the fall anyway? For one thing, it is just kind of nice to know what bucks are in the area because there is a chance that they'll come back during the rut. So even if you're not seeing anything uh, on your property for the rest of the fall, there's a chance that if you saw a nice buck there in the spring, summertime, and he was using it regularly, he might come back in the fall. That's just because they go on their excursions, and a lot of times they'll go back from their fall range. They'll go from their fall range back to their summer range and check for does and stuff like that, at least for a few days during the rut. So there is that. But the other aspect of it is, if you're in Kentucky, or I believe Tennessee is an early opening state, even Missouri, I think Kansas opens middle of September, any of those states that open early to mid-September, you can still hunt those bucks on their summer pattern. Some of them are going to change early. Some of them are going to change later. Even here in Illinois, where we open on October 1st, occasionally you'll see some bucks still on their summer pattern, depending on the weather a lot of times and how the summer was and, and the late summer and what the weather's like, if it's still real hot, um, if we've had a lot of rain, that kind of stuff will affect when they shift as well. And then again, the testosterone goes into it too. But that's why this would be important in those states, in those areas, you can target a buck and pattern him based on what he's doing over the summertime and then get on him and hunt him while he's still on that pattern. And it makes it a lot easier to kill that early season buck uh, when you have that knowledge. So he goes on back to the article here. Other bucks linger in their summer feeding pattern for a week or 10 days after opening day. That's in Kentucky he's talking about. And many shift even sooner depending on variables such as available food, habitat, and hunting pressure like I just talked about. When this shift occurs, will depend on exactly where you hunt and bedding habits usually change. If you want to stay in the game, we must adjust too. So that's what we'll cover on Friday's episode is adjusting to those adjustments that the deer are making when it comes to uh, late September and October. But again, this is important stuff if you have an early opener, for sure, so you can kind of target where those bucks are going to be in the early season if you're looking to kill a velvet deer, uh, like we talked about with Austin. He's going to get down there in Kentucky for like the opening weekend and try to get on a velvet buck there, so the, the intel that he's gathering this time of year is going to come in handy when he goes to hunt. Other places, maybe it's not necessarily as important to get out there and find buck bedding right now because it's likely they're not going to be in the same place come fall anyway for a variety of reasons. Them breaking up their bachelor groups because they can't tolerate each other anymore. The availability of food changes. The desire for different cover changes. The hunting pressure. All that kind of stuff will force them to adjust their bedding. So it may not be as important in states that open in October. And again, that's not to say there might not be some bucks. There may be some bucks that are still on their summer pattern for maybe the first week of October or so, but it's, it doesn't happen very often. So just keep that in mind. But that's where the bucks are going to look to be in the summer. And that also can maybe uh, help set your expectations for the season. So if you've got three or four really good bucks on you right now, maybe don't get too overly excited that you're going to see them in the fall because it's likely that they'll be gone. Now that doesn't mean that when they leave, other bucks aren't going to move in, especially depending on the habitat type that you have on your property. If it's part of it's suitable for summer and part of it's suitable for fall, 
you might have those bucks on there on the summer part now. They might all move out and be gone, but you might have some new ones move into the fall part and maybe their fall range. And maybe some of them stick around and just move areas within your property. But that's all stuff that you can take away from spring and summer scouting when it comes to finding buck bedding. Hopefully that helps you guys out when it comes to this fall or just, you know, kind of realizing what you're looking at when it's the the time of year we're in right now. So, again, next this Friday, here in a couple of days, we'll talk about the next part of this article, which is early fall bedding. So make sure you tune back in for that one. And then Monday, we're going to have another good episode for you guys with a guest on. I'll announce that on our RHO podcast patrons page. So make sure you guys... Join that if you're on Facebook. Also, don't forget about our sponsor for the uh, Full Draw Friday episodes, Rodney Hawkins. If you guys are looking for your own piece of ground to manage and hunt, maybe do some of this stuff on that we're talking about, Rodney's the guy to talk to. He grew up hunting and fishing in southern Illinois, and he's now putting that love for the outdoors and selling recreational properties as a land specialist with Midwest Farm and Land. Now, they're not your average real estate company. They sold over $85 million worth of ground in 2022 alone. They've got agents like Rodney all over Illinois, with, so they're really a local company with a national reach. For more info on them or the market, maybe you got a, a piece of property you want to get listed or you're looking to buy, you can contact Rodney directly at 618-925-3153, and he'll get you taken care of. Also, don't forget about his company, RG Outdoors. They're currently carrying products from Radix Blinds, Camo Dust, which is an all-natural elimination product. They've got burn self defense weapons now. They've got Tacticam trail cameras, and he's all the time looking to add new stuff to the store. So if you're interested in anything they have to offer, you can send them a message to their Facebook page, RG Outdoors. Email them at rgoutdoors at yahoo.com, or again, just call Rodney directly at 618-925-3153. Follow us on social media, guys. Uh, Facebook and Instagram are the ones we use the most. That's Ridge Hunter Outdoors. Don't forget about the Facebook group that I just mentioned. Our website is ridgehunterdoors.com. You can find the podcast on there. You can find some articles on there. You can find our apparel, our scents, our food plot seed. Any of that stuff is on ridgehunterdoors.com. And if you like anything you want to buy, if you see anything you want to buy, use the discount code FULLDRAW. That's all caps, no space, FULLDRAW, and you'll get 10% off your entire order. If you're listening on Apple Podcast or Spotify, go ahead and follow us. Leave us a review. That really helps, too. It doesn't cost you anything. It takes, like, two seconds to do. You don't even have to really type anything on the Apple review and Spotify. I think it's just you click one of five stars. And then on YouTube as well, like any of our videos on there that you like, comment, subscribe, all that stuff helps, too. So appreciate you guys tuning in again. It's a busy week here. This is our second of three episodes for the week. If you missed Monday's episode, it was kind of an update. Hadn't done one in a little over a month, so... Thought it was time to do that since we didn't have a guest on and I was by myself. So you guys can go give that one a listen. And then we got one coming out Friday as well. So stay tuned for that, guys. I appreciate you tuning in, and we will see you in a couple days.